often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid. I'm an intuitive soul healer, and I help women of color step into their power, live a life of peace and ease and balance without feeling like you got to hide it or apologize for it. So y'all, at the time of this recording, it is March, (laughs) and that means spring is on the way. And y'all, God, winters, winter time is such a difficult time for me. It's it's a lot. It's a lot for me to be in winter time. One because there's no sunshine when she's gone. I don't get a lot of vitamin D. It's cold. I'm wearing heavy clothing. I feel constricted. I, I'm inside a lot. I don't want to be. I mean, even though I'm an introvert, but I like I want to choose to be outside. I want to choose to be when I want to be inside. And winters are just they're just hard. The ground is hard. You can't be outside. My child can't be outside. Just it's a lot. And so I'm 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 glad. (laughs) I'm glad wintertime is about to be over in three weeks on this side of the world. I have had such a rough winter season. Like, I think we all have. It ain't just me. I've had a season of frustration, disappointment, loss, resentment, sadness, and even anger. And that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about today. And that's exactly where I'm going to be focusing this episode and next episode. Because your girl has learned a thing or two about anger that I want to share with you that I think can help you. But before I get into that, I want to make mention of a few things. First is empowerment private coaching. Listen, if you have not heard about it, I'm telling you now. (laughs) The things that get uncovered and healed and shifted and transformed in this program have been fucking phenomenal. I'm talking about healing from father wounds, people getting acting opportunities, people leaving abusive relationships. I mean, years of abuse, verbal abuse, infidelity, and making the choice to leave that and choose themselves. People are getting job promotions. People are healing themselves from relationship trauma. Like all kinds of stuff is happening in private coaching. And so if you are minimizing the most real and best parts of yourself and you want to transform this lack of self-acceptance that you are secretly living with, or maybe you're outwardly living with that and feelings of overwhelm because you're overgiving and you're struggling with holding boundaries and you want to transform all of that into feeling more peace, more calm, being more confident, standing in your truth so that you can once and for all 
move beyond the pressure of living up to other people's standards and truly have control over your life, then empowerment private coaching is for you. I mean, that's, that's who I created this for, okay? In this container or in this program is a, it's a six month private one-on-one coaching program. We start with a 90 minute deep dive discovery where we map out some goals. You get 18, 60 minute one-on-one me and you private coaching sessions. I personalize some mindset and belief work for you and some self-discovery practices for you. You also get voice and text messaging support from me in between sessions through Voxer. And I'm even throwing in a few bonuses that include two one-hour Reiki energy healing sessions because we have to get control and, and balance and heal the energy that's moving through us and around us. At the end of the program, you get an intuitive reading from me. And to help support you through the program and even after the program, I'm giving you access to what I call a transformation toolkit that includes digital products and tools to help reinforce and support all of your healing and all of your learning in the program. So if you don't know, (laughs) now you know. Also, I have intuitive readings available. Listen, we are what, one quarter of the way, almost one quarter of the way through 2023, we got a long way to go. We got, we got a long way to go. Wouldn't it be nice if you could connect or have some support and help in connecting with your spirit team, whether that be your spirit guides, ancestors, loved ones, unicorns, I don't know, whoever is made up of your spirit team, or even tap into the, the, the records of your life to get some guidance, to get some direction, to get some answers, to get some clarity, to get some what's possible, what, what's possibly next for the rest of 2023. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, that's what an intuitive reading is. Wouldn't it also be nice that if you wanted to hear from a loved one who's passed on, that they come through and give you some messages? Well, that's what an intuitive reading is, too. They're available for you right now. So go out there and book that if that sounds like something that you could benefit from. The last thing is the Soul Expansion Soundboard. I go live every other Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and Facebook with my co-host, Julian Carlson Hill, who is the face and the owner of Priest of Anana. He is a a very, very wonderful and amazing and very well-educated and knowledgeable person. And we have great conversation about spirituality. We talk about human design. We talk about energy, healing, intuition, tarot sometimes all of it and so we would love for you to join us on our next live stream which is going to be on march 10th at 12 p.m eastern standard time if you can't join us of course there's a replay on youtube and my facebook page you can find me at soul healing with Roz on both youtube and facebook so let's get into this topic of anger and why it is so important. The reason why I'm talking about this now is because I've gotten to a point with my own anger that I can understand it. I kind of know what to do with it. I'm getting more practiced 
at managing it. Now, listen, your girl ain't completely overcame, but I've made quite a bit of progress. And now is the time in humanity where we are all evolving. Some of us are having an awakening. Some of us are leveling up. We're having these shifts <laughs> and we're at a stage in our life where we want things to be different. We're taking more time to reflect on what's going on in our life and, and doing hard edits to create an experience that just feels good, that looks good, that sounds good, that is good to our soul, that's closer to what it is that our soul wants. And being able to get a hold of our anger and stop letting it control us is going to be key in what's coming down the pipe for this year and the next two or three years to come. And so now is the time that we got to start looking at this because one, it's, it's popping up. It's, it's, it's in your face now. And it wants to be dealt with. The more that we resist, the more it's going to persist and the more you're going to feel it. So let me talk about how anger affects our daily lives. Well, for one, and, and our relationships, one, it, it harms our relationships. It harms the relationship with ourselves. It harms the relationship with the people that we are connected to. It can harm if you if you have a business or, you know, you have a career, it can harm that. It causes harm when we don't use it in, in a more productive and, and healthy way. Not to mention the the physical effects of it, right? The what's going on in our body, what's going on in our in our own energy. And it can tear us up and it can just leave us overall stuck, right? So according to the American Psychological Association, the APA, anger is an emotion that's characterized by antagonism towards someone or something you feel or you perceive has deliberately done you wrong. Basically, somebody did you dirty or you feel like or perceive somebody to do you dirty and now you pissed off about it. That's an emotion. <laughs> and it's a natural emotion. Because really, anger is related to the fight, flight, or freeze response of the sympathetic nervous system. That part of you as a human prepares you for fight. Anger is a, is a signal that it's time to put your dukes up. It's time to fight. Because there's a perceived threat, right? And your sympathetic nervous system is best known for making you respond in dangerous or stressful situations. And when you're in, in, in these situations where there's danger or risk or threat or there's stress, your sympathetic nervous system activates. And what it does is it speeds up your heart rate. You get more blood to the areas of your body that need more oxygen and other responses to help you get out of danger. So anger is not bad. I'm sure you've heard that before, but it's a natural physiological response to danger, risk, threat, or stress. Like you're supposed to respond with anger when you feel 
endangered, <laughs> right? And so to get into a little bit of the psychology of anger, anger is it's, it's natural. Again, it's an automatic response to pain of one form or another, whether that pain is physical or emotional. And anger can, can happen when you don't feel good, when you feel rejected, when you feel threatened, or you experience some kind of loss. Like, think of the, the cycles of grief. I think anger might be like the second or third uh, piece in the grief cycle where you're angry. You've experienced a loss and now you're angry because you don't understand you, you're hurt, you, you're experiencing pain. Like anger is a, is a secondhand emotion to pain and hurt and loss. And, and let me pause right here and go back real quick to what's happening in the body, in the sympathetic nervous system because your pupils are dilated, right? You, your digestive system slows down. Your breathing starts to quicken. Your lungs are getting more air. Like some systems will shut down to preserve themselves. But here's the thing, you ain't meant to stay in that state all the time. You're not meant to be in that fight, flight or freeze response all the time. Or, or even for a long period of time because what can happen is you stay there and your body is going to start to shut down. You're going to start to experience things like stress, heart attack, high blood pressure, infertility, or, or other sexual dysfunction, constipation, irritable bowel syndrome. All of this stuff can manifest because we're holding that energy, holding that anger in our body, and we're not regulating. So now let me go back to the whole point about pain. I didn't want to kind of, I needed to give you that part about the nervous system because like it's not healthy for you to be in, in that trauma response all the time. Because your body's going to think it's normal and it's going to function like that all the time. And then stuff starts happening to your body and you wonder why. Well, when you dig into it, we see that I've been angry. I've been, I've been harboring anger all this time. And when you dig underneath that, like I said, it's pain. Nine times out of 10 underneath your anger, somebody has hurt you or you have hurt your own feelings or something has hurt you. You have experienced pain, but pain by itself is not enough to make you angry. Like if you get a bee sting, that's pain. But that's not enough to piss you off, right? So what happens is when, when we feel anger, that anger occurs when pain is combined with some kind of anger triggering thought. So you experience the pain, you get a thought, you feel an emotion, and you express the anger. You experience the pain, you think a thought, that thought gives birth to a feeling, anger, and then you express it. You lash out, you get enraged, you shut down, whatever the case may be. But that is the cycle that connects pain and anger. 
So the experience of pain combined with that anger triggering thought motivates you to take action, to face a threat, to defend yourself by striking out against whatever target you think or you feel is causing your pain. Or what can also happen is you can turn that pain inward on yourself for different reasons. But when you boil it down, it's mainly because you've been taught to do that. You've witnessed it, you've heard it, you've experienced it, and now you're mimicking that behavior to turn that pain inward, to follow those thoughts, those, that, that criticism, that shame. So now we're at a point in our own growth and in our own healing where we got to switch that off. We got to unlearn that and undo all of that because it's causing us more harm than good. It's keeping us stuck and not allowing us to move forward in life and not experience all those things that we want and desire in our heart and in our soul. So there's three types of anger. You have passive aggression, which I fucking hate. <laughs> passive aggression is that non-confrontational anger, but you still mad. And I would call it even an immature or even an unevolved way to heal and grow relationships. It, actually, it's not a way to grow and heal relationships. You, you sitting over here thinking that by being shady or giving somebody the silent treatment is going to fix things or not, or, or you not even acknowledging that you're mad it's going gonna, it's gonna to fix things and, and make the pain go away or make the anger go away. It's not. I'm actually, my husband, he himself has characterized himself as being non-confrontational. He doesn't like confrontation. And confrontation in itself isn't bad. But it's his experience of confrontation that has informed his perspective. And it makes him passive aggressive where he gives me the salad treatment sometimes. I fucking hate it. <laughs> the second type of anger is open aggression. Now I know this one real well. This is lashing out in anger, cussing people out, flipping them off, becoming physically or verbally aggressive. This is what I call the pop off. And quite honestly, Open aggression comes from a need to be in control. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Because when things seem out of control and, and you can't gather all the moving parts or be, be the leader of the situation or even yourself, you just fly off the handle. Now, my dad was this type of, type of dude where he displayed open aggression all the time. He came from a, an aggressive household. He grew up in an aggressive environment. He was a prison guard. Actually, he was a, I think he was a sergeant or lieutenant. But he worked in a, in a prison, in the prison system. Where you had to be aggressive and openly aggressive because that passive shit ain't gonna work amongst felons and murderers and rapists and all of that. Especially when they spitting on you and, and calling you names and all of that stuff. And so oftentimes my daddy would bring that home. So where do you think I learned it from? Where do you think many of us learn to be openly aggressive? So the third type of anger 
is assertive anger. And assertive anger is where, where I aspire all of us to get to because this is the healthiest way to deal with anger. This is being in control and confident. This is talking and listening and being open to, to help reason and deal with the situation. Not shutting down, not going off, not, you know, yelling. I mean, even if you do raise your voice, you're not talking at or assaulting somebody, right? This is what can help grow and heal relationships. Whether you're talking to the person that hurt you or they're talking to you and you hurt them or you are talking with a, a coach or a counselor or a therapist to help figure this shit out. This looks like thinking before you speak. Taking the pause and thinking before you do the pop off. This is being confident and meaning what you say because you've taken the time to, to talk it through, to think it through with yourself. It's also being open and flexible to seeing the other person's side or be at least being willing to see the other person's side. It means being patient. And like I said, you might raise your voice or your tone might change because, you know, if you like me, you're a passionate person. You might get a little loud, but you're not yelling at the person. You're communicating how you feel emotionally and really trying to understand what other people are going through and what they're feeling because it ain't always about you. And so when you deal with anger assertively, what you're demonstrating is that you are mature. Not that you gotta prove it to anybody else, but you are showing that you can be the empowered person and be mature and care about your relationships and care about yourself and care about how you show up and care about how what you emit affects somebody else. This is, this is where I'm trying to get to. I'm making, you know, progress, but I ain't, I ain't all the way there, but this is where we all need to get to. So let's talk about the differences between healthy and unhealthy expressions of anger. Some of them I already mentioned. Healthy ways of expressing your anger is talk it through, taking a pause for the cause. Let's go back to that. I think that we get into this habit where something triggers us and we react because there's a difference between reacting and responding. And if we, are, if, if we would just take the time to just pause for a minute, just and then respond, think about what you're gonna say, think it through, and if it takes a long time, fine. But healthy ways of, of being angry is talking, talking the shit through and taking a moment to yourself to figure out what is going on with me right now before you pop off on somebody and damage the health that you already have in the relationship. You don't want to make it worse. And even if you don't want to be in relationship with somebody, you can show up in a higher vibration so that you don't burn bridges or make it worse, so that you can leave in peace, so that you can exit in, in peace and in truth and feel good about you. Another healthy way of expressing your anger is go for a walk. You can, there, there's rage rooms. That's, that's the controlled environment where if you want to go the fuck off and hit some shit, go do that. That is very healthy. Pound into a pillow, scream into a pillow, get it out. I think the key here is for you to be expressive about it. 
Because when you're not expressing, it becomes unhealthy. It festers in the body. It festers in the throat. It festers in the heart. It festers in the jaw. Now, what you don't want to do is be unhealthy about it and start punching people or physically abusing people or cussing, you know, listen, I'm a cusser, so I'm a little, eh, I mean, you know, sometimes people deserve to be cussed out because then they know you mean business. But it, listen, if, if, <laughs> if it helps to get it out, you need to cuss them the fuck out, cuss them out. That's just me, though. Use your, use your intuition and your own judgment on that. But what you don't want to do is cause harm to yourself or to somebody else. And I'm talking physical harm, emotional harm, all of it, mental harm. It's not okay for you to go and bust out somebody's windows, even if you feel like they deserve it. Because that shit can come back to you. Remember, you know, what you, what you put out in, in the world comes right back to you. So let's try to be more healthy. And in next episode, I'm going to give you some some healthy ways to express your anger, because I don't think we know sometimes I, we get caught. So caught up in the moment, caught up in the heat of the moment. And, and, and we don't know what we can do. And so we, we do what we know. We, we do what we've been taught. We do what we've seen. And so I want to help you and give you some ways to healthily express your anger. One, let's let's understand that it's OK to express anger. It's natural for us to be angry. You're supposed to be angry. I mean, if you need an example, look in the Bible when Jesus flipped the table over in the temple, when they was making it into a, a, a mockery by gambling and, and selling stuff and carrying on. And, you know, that pissed Jesus off. Like, this is a sacred space. What are you doing? And if Jesus cuss, he'd be like, cut the shit out and flip tables. So what makes you think that you are not allowed to be angry when in Christian faith, the most holy of holy people walking the earth got angry himself. But you can't be angry. It's OK to be angry. I tell my daughter that all the time. Nothing wrong with you being angry. It's how you express it that becomes a problem. And that is why it's so important for us to know our triggers. To be self-aware and identifying our anger. See, when you know what pisses you off, you can get in front of it. When you know what triggers you to anger, you can slow yourself down and work your strategies, work your process for bringing yourself back down into the ground, <laughs> for regulating. Like something, you know, what triggers one person might not trigger somebody else. What makes my sister mad might not piss me off. Somebody getting cut off in traffic might not be upset about that, and they could just take it in stride. Whereas for me, you don't hear me blow my horn long and loud because that triggers me. Any kind of disrespect or inconsideration triggers me. But then again, we don't live in a society no more where people won't stop their car and get out and, and, turn, and shit turn into road rage, so I have to manage that for my own sake. I also got a six-year-old in the back who's watching this whole thing, so I can't, you know, I got to tread lightly in traffic. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my work, right? And so I have to be aware, not just about what triggers me, but what, what also, what is anger to me? What is anger to you?
Do, do you know what, what anger feels like to you? Do you know how to identify anger? In case you don't, let me give you one quick tip. And then next episode, I'm gonna come back and kind of unpack a little bit more of this, but I wanna give this to you now because this is where it starts. Self-awareness is always where it starts. Identify what you're feeling in your body. The next time you're in a situation and you sense anger, is your jaw getting tight? Is your brow furrowed? Are you on fire? Is your neck getting red? Is your throat getting tight? What's, what's going on in your chest? What's going on in your upper back? Are you balling your fist up like Arnold? Are you white knuckling the steering wheel and you don't even know it until your hands become bloody red? Does your stomach tighten up? Are you clenching your butthole? Like I'm, y'all, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, but <laughs> seriously, what is going on in your body? You, you have to understand what is going on in your body so that you can know when you're triggered, when you're angry, so that you can control it and it's not controlling you. And then give it a name. Maybe, okay, it's anger, but what else is it? Why are you angry? Are you frustrated? Do you feel out of control? Are you feeling embarrassed? Give it a name. At this stage in the game, it is important for us to be able to articulate what is going on with us, what we're experiencing. Because when we can give it a name and articulate what's going on, even if it takes a little bit of time to like really label it or give it a name or say what it is, it helps you to communicate with it on an energetic level so that you can calm it and, and get, a, get a grasp on it and start to shift it and change it. Because you keep following down this rabbit hole of what is this, what is this, why, 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 you could very well end up, well, this happened to me when I was two, or this happened to me in grade school when I was 10, or this person did this to me and I've held on to that for so long. And not doing these things, not identifying when you're angry, and when you know you're angry and you, don't, and, and you won't even recognize it, you will send yourself into a place of denial and avoidance. And that denial and avoidance will leave you void of any progress in your life, of you moving forward, of you attracting what it is that you want in your life. Because remember, earlier I said anger can also be, it's a substitute emotion which means that sometimes we will allow ourselves to be angry so that we don't have to feel no pain. And people will change their feelings from pain into anger because it feels better to be angry than to feel pain. We avoid that pain, so we choose to be angry. And we do this consciously or unconsciously, but either way, you're not gonna be able to get past this anger until you feel that pain. It's, it's, the, it's the big ass rock that's in the middle of your road and you can't push it out of your way. You can't go around it. You're gonna have to chisel at it and break it down one stone at a time. If you are one of those people whose first reaction 
is to just be mad, shut down, be passive aggressive, even be apathetic. Like, you know, I, don't, I don't even care. Oh, you care. You care because you care enough to not want to feel that pain. And I'm telling you, that pain is going to get you to a place of healing and blessing and transformation and, and openness that you are blocking your own self from. You keep the pain going. It builds up. And the longer you try to be in denial about it or avoid it, you're going to make it worse for yourself. So deal with the anger. Get underneath it. What's up underneath you being mad? Why, why you mad, sis? Is it because you don't want to feel the pain? I'm not asking you to relive trauma. You need to understand what's sitting up under this pain that's carrying it through my body and it's coursing it through my, my energy. So quick story. And there's many, but this is the only one that I can think of for right now. If I think of another one, I'll come back and make another video. But I've been seeing my dentist, this particular dentist office for a very long time. And at one point, they would send me confirmations of my dentist appointment at days and times that, that I didn't schedule. And I'm looking at this like, what is this? I didn't schedule my appointment at this time. So I end up calling them, right? I end up calling them and I asked the girl, who always got a fucking attitude. I don't even know why. And I'm like, well, I scheduled the appointment for this day but the confirmation on it says another day and she starts to explain to me, well, the doctor needs to move things around and blah, 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 blah. Talking to me about how he gets backed up, people cancel, you know, the schedule gets full. And I'm like, well, that ain't my fucking problem. But here's the thing, I need to be informed. I need to be informed. And so I can feel myself like getting hot. For me, that's the first thing. I can feel myself getting hot because her tone, her tone was like throwing me off. <laughs> and for me, I know enough about myself that I absorb people's energy. And when I absorb it, I amplify it. So I'm gonna be on what you own. So if you got an attitude, I'm gonna be on one too. But I also understand that that ain't getting shit done. That ain't, that ain't getting me what I need. So in that moment, as I notice my tone, my voice start to elevate and my ears start to catch fire. I said, wait a minute. I know I can go to any other dentist in this area and get my teeth cleaned and cared for, but I like convenience as well. And I have a rapport with this dentist's office. I mean, you know, he graduated from UNC I graduated from NC State, so, you know, we got a nice little, you know, we, we have a nice little banter and, you know, we got a nice little rapport going on. And I like actually like the dance, but that bitch I didn't like, okay? <laughs> and because of her, I was almost willing to collect all my records and take them to another dentist. So I paused and I said, you know what, let me, let me speak to a manager before I go off a penny. So I spoke to a manager, explained what was going on, and I asked for my records. I did. I, I went ahead and asked for my records. And by me taking a step back and asking for what I needed instead of going all the way off on these people, I was able to get the situation resolved. 
I was able to get my appointments back on schedule on the days and times that I asked for them to be, and I haven't had a problem since. And I'm still at the same dentist. And everybody's happy. They're still getting my money, the insurance is still getting their money, and I'm still getting healthy teeth and gums. So that is what I'm talking about. Now, now let me say this. I do not have that figured out for all situations, okay? There are times when my anger, I see red and I go into rage and my voice changes and it gets scary and I'm working on it. So if you think that by starting the practice of managing your anger and understanding your anger is gonna, gonna give you a 24 hour 180, wrong, it's not. It didn't take you one day to become like this with your anger. So don't expect it to, you know, happen overnight to overcome it or to work through it or to understand it or to get control of your anger. This is practice, y'all. This, this is going to take practice. And it's going to have to take moment by moment, day by day practice. And it also comes down to what's important to you. What is it that you value? You have to start having a conversation with yourself is, is this, is this worth me getting my panties in a bunch? Is this, is this worth me blowing my top? Is this worth me losing all my energy and, and getting my blood pressure up? Remember that peace and ease and balance that I talked about earlier when I was talking about my private coaching program? Don't you want that? I do, because I'm at a stage of life where, damn it, I listen. I, I, I just want to be in peace at this point. And so if that means that I need to get a hold of myself and get a hold of my anger, then that's what I got to do. So what is it? What's more valuable to you? So quick recap. We talked about what, what anger is, why it's important. We talked about the psychology of anger and how it's a natural automatic response. How our body responds to anger because, because we feel like we're in, in some kind of threat or danger or pain. So our body goes into this fight, flight, or freeze mode, but it's not, it's not made to stay in that mode. We talked about the three types of anger, passive aggression, assertive aggression, and open aggression. I gave you a little quick story about my own anger, and we talked about the importance of self-awareness. So yeah, that's it for now. <laughs> that's all I have for you today. I don't know who needed to hear this today, but listen, I encourage you to practice some self-awareness and, and find you some healthy anger management techniques that you can use to get a hold of yourself before you wreck yourself, like for real. And so if you're listening to this, it's no coincidence. It's not too late to turn things around and to stop being so triggered and start having some peace. And so next time I'm going to help you all out. I'm going to share some, some anger management strategies with you so that you can learn how to self-regulate and create that experience of peace that I just mentioned. So if you like this kind of content from me and you want more of it, then listen, make sure you check out the info in the show description on how to connect with me on social media, how to join my email tribe, where I get a little bit more personal and be telling all my little business, <laughs> as well as where you can find and read my blog, yes. I have a blog. So go check all that out in the show description and make sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode with your favorite hothead. <laughs> it could help them turn things around. 
I mean, you, you never know. Just share it. So I appreciate y'all being here and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, and thanks so much for hanging in there with me all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value from today's episode and feel more empowered and more inspired than you did before. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did doing it, then share it with somebody that might resonate with it. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review to help me get the word out about the show. And if at any point you have questions or topics you want me to riff about, as you can see, I like to talk. Then I invite you to get on my social media platforms and just message me. And if you're feeling the nudge to work with me, then check out my offerings on my website. Everything you need to connect with me is in the show notes. So until next time, be empowered. Thank you.